This is Taking Care in Business, a podcast that dives into the topic of corporate social responsibility from many different perspectives. Host Kathy Pedrotti Hayes is an expert in CSR and philanthropic giving, and her co-host, Vicki Bolson, is the founder and CEO of Bolson Group, a unified marketing company that was also the first B Corp certified company in Indiana. Kathy and Vicki became friends and equally passionate about CSR when they first worked together several years ago. Join them as they talk about why it is always worthwhile to take care in business. Hey, Kathy. Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to tell you something. Oh, okay. What's that? <laughs> we have started our B Corp recertification. Oh, my. Really? <laughs> yes. It comes around quick, and I know they've even lengthened the time in between. Uh, they have. So we started just, oh, maybe a month ago, and we're on our rigorous schedule of meeting every two weeks. Good. And uh, going through, answering, assigning homework, and Believe it or not, there are several areas that we're going to improve and add to our uh, list of processes and things so that we can definitely uh, look over what we did last year and see what we can do better. Well, I'm sure there, I mean, doesn't surprise me at all. You guys are <laughs> always improving, so that's cool. Yeah, no, so I wanted to tell you that. Um, uh, for those of you who don't know, Kathy was the one that su suggested that Bolson Group become a B Corp certified company. So, and uh, we, you have to be recertified. Um, it was every two years. Mm -hmm. So we got certified and then two years later got recertified and now it's every three years. So we, when recertified, will be in our sixth year. That's so cool. Yes, yes. But um, that kind of goes hand in hand with our guest today. Um, we are not a benefit corporation, um, which I'm sure we'll talk about this with our, our guest, but uh, John Pilmer is the CEO of Pilmer PR Benefit LLC in Utah. Hmm. Um, he is a really passionate man for emerging businesses. As a multi-award winner and guest speaker, John feels it is vital to stand firmly on issues affecting businesses locally and nationally. He has testified three times on Utah's Capitol Hill, contributing to the unanimous passage of HB 186, the Benefit LLC initiative. Mm. He feels strongly that a purpose-driven private sector has the power to unleash more good than any and all government programs. Utah is one of the first states to offer this designation to LLCs, which make up 80% of all new businesses in the state. Wow. Isn't that unbelievable? Yeah, that is unbelievable. Pilmer PR is the second benefit LLC so designated in Utah history. This is a boon for formalization of purpose-driven businesses competing in the growing market mandate for corporate social responsibility. John has spoken on Green PR at the Miami Green Conference, and he recently spoke at the P3 Utah Sustainability Conference and the Utah Valley University Sustainability Day. He inspires companies to reflect on how we can be good corporate citizens and embed CSR and company culture moving forward. Wow. Well, welcome, John. Well, thank you very much. You would you would think that a PR company wrote that introduction. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what is funny is that uh, my company is a marketing and PR firm, Bolson Group, and I had written an introduction, and then I got this introduction, and I thought they probably... Um, I want you to read that. Well, I just, well, I thought it was super helpful. I had a lot of this in it, but I liked yours better than mine. So, uh, <laughs> so well done, John. Well Good done. Good job. Well, 
we have a good team and they're focused as well in part due to the fact that we're now a benefit LLC and we're more formalized in our structure. So, so John, how'd yeah. you get interested in this, um, in this area and benefit corporations and B Corps? I think it was, uh, uh, almost coming in through what I'll call the, the back door, uh, probably a decade ago, I was reading the Moscow times online and I saw that, uh, this area of corporate social responsibility was catching on internationally faster than it was catching on in the U.S. And I've been exploring it for probably 15 years or so. And and uh, Moscow Times reported at that time that there were about 66% of large corporations internationally who uh, had the uh, a social responsibility officer. Mm-hmm. And uh, only 33% of the U.S. companies had it. Now, I think we're pretty much in parity now, but uh, it was early on, early catching on uh, earlier in uh, internationally. And so I've just been, I've been reading about it, but uh, I also uh, strive to live my our Pilmer PR rule number one, which is first be good, then as appropriate talk about it and uh, we have some case studies and stuff people that are companies that do that well and some companies who have done a little bit more of what i would call greenwashing uh, but uh, it's just been a part of our way of life and it's been more uh, becoming more of a market mandate that we talk about it publicly even though we may be a little self-conscious about promoting how good we are, patting ourselves on the back. So I, I don't remember when that really started. Hopefully I've been socially responsible for decades, but uh, it, it, it's kind of evolved over the last decade. So um, is your being good and doing good more of an internal thing, or does it extend outward with the kinds of clients that you have? It's both now. Uh, we have an more of uh, an unwritten screening process for new clients. We want to hear about their story and what they think their objectives are. And we don't tell them that we're analyzing them based on what social good they may be doing in the marketplace. But we've definitely turned down some uh, prospects that have approached us and said, hey, we want to do this because we want to do XYZ because XYZ plus one. And, and uh, we just, no, I'm not sure that's a good fit for us. So we've strived to work with companies that have not only a social com- uh, conscience, but they're either uh, sponsoring good causes or they're a mission unto themselves. And we can talk a little bit more about that if you want to, because that's definitely a differentiation we see in cause marketing, the concept of the company becoming the mission or they are supporting worthy causes. So so it, it's both internal and external to answer your question. Well, it's interesting, uh, your answer, because we have found with Bolson Group. Now, are you a B Corp certified company too? We're not a B Corp certified company. We okay. are a benefit LLC by the new state law. Right, right. Well, we, we are not a benefit corporation, but we are a B Corp certified company. And we have found that 
um, if we talk about our B Corps certification and it's the leading, the, the lead, that sometimes people feel like we only work with nonprofits. And that's not the mm-hmm. case because um, there are, you know, it's, it's kind of a learning curve, I think, for people in, in our region of understanding what a B Corps certified company is and what benefit corporations are. Um, we certainly do not have 80% of all new businesses in the state becoming benefit corporations. And so I am just kind of uh, curious, can you walk us through your testifying on Capitol Hill and this unbelievable percentage of companies that are um, coming to Utah and incorporating as benefit corporations? Well, well, to clarify the fact there, 80% of all new businesses in Utah are LLCs, limited liability corporations. Oh, they're, okay. They're okay. not benefit LLCs. So, so we'll clarify that. Uh, matter of fact, it's a pretty small number that are have picked up on this so far. Yeah. Um, there's about 35 states that now have a benefit corporation as a as a legal designation. Yeah. As a, uh, and the benefits for that uh, flow through. There's uh, only about five states now that have benefit LLCs. The latest one that I'm aware of is uh, Delaware, unless you have newer information. Uh, but it's interesting that Delaware is so popular in creating new corporations. So that's an interesting add-on. But uh, but the the concept of benefit corporation caught on here three or four years ago in Utah, and as soon as they got that passed and and uh, the congressional people or the state legislature people that sponsored that bill uh, started looking around at the real lay of the land for Utah and figuring out that most of the new companies in Utah are not uh, C-Corps or, or S-Corps. They are, in fact, LLCs. And why? what are the benefits to an LLC of becoming a benefit LLC? And what are the, what are the competitive forces that result from a benefit corporation or a B-Corporation designation uh, competitively against corporations or LLCs that uh, are not so designated. So uh, the data seems to indicate that the further we go down the road, and especially with the uh, uh, millennial and that Generation X generations taking over the purchasing dollars, that more and more, and I have a lot of statistics on that, that more and more uh, folks are demanding uh, to do business with or go to work for uh, companies that are socially responsible. So uh, the legislature or legislative representatives got the idea that, uh, well, we ought to level the playing field here. If we're going to have benefit corporations, we probably ought to have benefit LLCs and that's where it started, and then they approached me because there's an organize, organization here in Utah called P3 Utah, as in P3, the triple bottom line, uh, people, pro, people, planet, profits. And they approached me out of uh, to to check this out 
and to see what I thought. And I, I got some passion around the issue or the uh, leveling of the playing field with benefit corporations. And, and they invited me to come testify be, be, before the joint Senate House subcommittee that was exploring this subject on Capitol Hill. And uh, then I went back and testified again before that group. And then I went and test, well, just before the House. And then I went before the Senate to do the same thing. And the bill, HB 186, passed unanimously in the House and the Senate. So, so I must be pretty good to, <laughs> to convince them. But uh, the, the, uh, if you've never testified in front of a House or Senate subcommittee, it, it's not quite as brutal as uh, Washington, D.C., but I think they, they make it uh, so it's quite intimidating to committees up on elevated benches uh, in front of you and you're down on this little table about three feet below them and got your little microphone and behind you is the gallery. And uh, it, it, I, I, I was glad I put on my antiperspirant those days. It got pretty <laughs> little, the, the questioning got pretty intense. Well, fortunately, you were talking about a very positive thing and there was no reason to have the stress that some do when they are testifying in a and or trying to convince someone of something in that in that way. You know, one of the biggest things they were questioning is why are we doing this benefit LLCs? Because the benefit corporation has two definite advantages that are not really an advantage for benefit LLCs. The benefit corporation is a tax entity. Uh, there are definite tax benefits for what they do. Uh, and their ability to write off things. But the, one, of, one of the biggest issues for the benefit corporation is the protection from stakeholders and stockholders, protection for the officers of the company and for the company itself. They can't, because it's in the bylaws, because it's in the corporate charter, uh, people can't attack them legally because they're not focused only on profits. Mm -hmm. They're giving time or product or money uh, to some cause, uh, which is pre-designated and managed and part of the company, whereas a benefit LLC has no tax advantages necessarily for being so designated, and it really doesn't offer a lot of protection from lawsuits because there's generally in benefit LLCs there's, or LLCs, period, there's, there's usually just one or two partners. and. Uh, they generally know what each other are doing, so there's not that protection from lawsuits. But what, what it is for both of them, both organizations, is a public stamp of social responsibility. It's an opportunity to solidify internal goals, and it gives you an opportunity to yearly report on your actions in a public forum. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, uh, and, and you might say that B Corp, which you are with Bolson, is uh, is that on steroids because the the expectation, the bar is so high for B Corps that uh, you really have to be jumping over a pretty high bar to attain that certification. Well, we do it very willingly, and you know I think that our listeners are probably learning a lot just from hearing the the detail you went into because we talk to a lot of 
B Corps certified companies and a lot of benefit corporations, but we don't, and, but we've not talked to a benefit LLC, and we have not gone into this amount of detail with someone before. So it's, it's a, it's a good uh, reference for our listeners. What kind of advantage do you have at your um, company from, you know, an employee standpoint, being that you are a benefit LLC? What kind of advantages do you see with your staff? I'd say that our company is more focused than it has been formally on this process. We're always keeping our eye open now towards the next report. I heard you talking about you're working on your next evaluation there, Vicki, uh, for B Corp. But your annual report becomes a stake in the ground against which you have to perform at some level. And uh, benefit LLCs don't have a, a very rigorous checklist of things that the state requires, but it's more of a public uh, peek inside the company as to what your focus is. So this, the team members at Pilmer PR are, are more focused than we've ever been on the concept of, of giving back uh, to the community and how we're going to do that. And I'm sure that our contributions have been much more along the lines of, of uh, uh, donations in kind. Uh, and I can describe some of those if you want, but uh, uh, more so than just giving cash uh, to causes. Um, we volunteer in the local schools. We are partnered with a couple of local universities that have significant internship programs, which have allowed us to utilize uh, some 50 plus interns over the last 17 years uh, to help launch careers. And that's been very satisfying. And uh, I serve on the Utah Valley Clean Air Task Force. And um, I'm not afraid to open my mouth there and have an opinion. And uh, then I, uh, we have an annual what we call the Blue Family Festival, which is uh, uh, donates to the, well, we raise money to a charitable event that raises money to buy protective gear for officers of the law uh, to save lives of the uh, police officers that are at risk at any one day. Uh, and uh, we, we just, we love doing those things. And then, uh, now that we're reporting on it, it kind of focuses our efforts. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, John, um, one question that we always like to get some input on is for our listeners is what advice would you give to other companies who were maybe interested in either um, becoming a benefit corporation and or um, establishing or growing their corporate responsibility practices? Well, uh, rule number one is first be good. And then talk about it as appropriate. So I think it's awesome to want to be green. Uh, and there's lots of great companies that are green. There's also companies that put a gazillion dollars into saying that they were green, and then they had some major problems. For example, uh, British Petroleum had a major PR uh, campaign going to demonstrate their green abilities, and then they had the worst uh, 
oil spill in the history of the Gulf of Mexico uh, because their equipment wasn't maintained. So maybe they should have put those marketing dollars into maintenance. I, I don't know for sure. I wasn't there, but uh, that's an example of what some might call greenwashing and certainly getting the cart before the horse on uh, first be good, number one. There's uh, companies that sponsor really great causes, and then there's companies that uh, are the cause. And could I differentiate those for a moment? Would that be okay? Sure. Yeah, so uh, one of them that you're, you're probably very familiar with that actually is the cause, the company is the cause, is the Tom's Shoe Company model. And in uh, 2006, they were pretty revolutionary in the idea of you buy a pair of shoes from us, and we also give a pair of shoes to those that don't have shoes. Uh, there's other companies that do a similar thing, one for me, one for you. U-B-Y-O-O-B-I is an example of that. And then uh, there's companies like uh, Panda, uh, although Panda is a confusing name. From a, <laughs> There's a lot of people that love to brand Panda, so you can get lost there. But for every pair of sunglasses that they sell, they donate uh, enough money for an eye exam for those less fortunate. Uh, and they got some pretty cool um, bamboo <laughs> uh, uh, sunglasses. Uh, wood is we wood w e w o o d plants a tree for every wooden watch that they sell. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Project mm -hmm. Seven gums and mints donates a portion of every sale to replace what they take. Uh, there, there's a lot of different options like that. But then there's companies that uh, some of them were re represented in San Diego when I spoke last week. For example, um, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Well, you, you may not think of Kentucky Fried Chicken and corporate social responsibility, but uh, they're striving to revolutionize packaging that's much more uh, friendly to the planet and is uh, less damaging, more recyclable, that sort of thing. That's an example of what they do. Uh -huh. um, and we have uh, a client that's been a great poster child for us in the past it's called U.S. Synthetic. Uh, they make polycrystalline diamond cutters for oil drilling. And you might think that the oil industry is generally not green but they have, done, they have created uh, products that help reduce the damage to the environment for drilling, and they sponsor uh, a, a group called Yahoo Microfinance through their doing good for, good for in, engineering good, excuse me, engineering good is their mm -hmm. overall social responsibility. And uh, they've donated or loaned um, money to 20,000 woman-owned micro-businesses in Africa and Kenya to help those families support themselves. And they support a, a line of African uh, products like lotions uh, to be sold utilizing local coconuts and other uh, products to help them market that to support themselves. Yes, so there's certainly so many that have come up recently. It's very exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. 
These mm-hmm. are a bunch of different, I saw you writing. Are you writing down the names yes, of these companies for potential guests? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, well, John, we could talk all day, but we are coming to the, the end here, and I want to make sure that we are able to connect our listeners with you. How can they find out more about um, you and your company? They can go to pilmerpr.com. Uh, that's P as in Peter, I-L-M-E-R-P-R.com. Uh, they could uh, email me at info at PilmerPR.com. I see those emails if they have interest. Uh, we have helped launch or grow more than 50 emerging companies over our lifetime, and uh, we're striving to do business with businesses that care, that have a purpose-driven uh, mission. Uh, but we're not just for nonprofits, like you mentioned earlier. We're not just for nonprofits. We're very much for profit, and we think that if you're good for the planet and you're good for people, there's a very good likelihood the market is going to demand your services. People are going to want to work for your companies, and that has profit written all over it. And, and uh, so we definitely believe in entrepreneurs. Another one of our passionate uh, focuses is building entrepreneurs. Uh, in the state. So, yeah, info at smartpr.com. Okay. Well, thank you so much. We've so enjoyed um, speaking with you and learning more today, John, and and uh, keep being pioneering out there. Thank you, and good best of fortune for you and your work, and hopefully we'll leave this planet a little bit better than we found it. That's the hope. <laughs> Thanks, John. See you later. So, Kathy, we had a lot of nominations for our Taking Care in Community segment. It's exciting. Yeah. Um, and this one I just thought was interesting because it's it's really uh, for an individual uh, that is really, you know, has some lofty goals and is doing some really awesome things. I'm just going to read what the person said about Thomas Moat, who is a doctor. A practicing anesthesiologist, Dr. Moat took a year off to work toward a MPH degree at Harvard in 2003 and 4. Upon returning, he continued as an anesthesiologist as a partner in Anesthesiology Consultants of Indianapolis and began teaching an Introduction to Public and Global Health course at DePauw, my alma mater, Butler, IUPUI, and Harvard Summer School. Additionally, he funded a senior award at DePauw for the senior who has done the most to promote the health of populations. Hmm. Along with several other DePauw University graduates and a Harvard School of Medicine faculty member, he founded Tumani, T-U-M-A-I-N-I, Foundation for Global Health and Humanitarianism that has a dual mission. Tumani, and I'm sorry if I'm uh, not pronouncing that correctly. I think that's right. Okay. Supports undergraduate global health education at a consortium of undergraduate schools by bringing in outside speakers and sending students to national meetings. The foundation also has an aspirational goal of starting a medical school dedicated to global health. Huh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. This would include traditional medical school teaching of caring for an individual, as well as public health's emphasis on the health of populations. Additionally, it would focus on underserved populations and health equity worldwide, from sub-Saharan Africa to downtown Detroit. Tumani has a sure and business plan and is seeking funding. (laughs) To get that seeking funding in there. Right, exactly. Uh, Yeah, no, so... um, 
this is interesting. I, I would say since this is a nomination um, of Thomas Moat, that it would be okay. They gave his email address here. So if you are interested in learning more about this uh, wonderful uh, work that uh, Dr. Moat is doing, you can reach him at trmote, M-O-T-E, at att dot net. Let's give a big thank you to our sound engineer, Matt Sosi, and our Taking Care and Community sponsor, National Bank of Indianapolis. If you'd like to nominate someone or an organization for a future episode, you can visit our website, takingcareinbusiness.com. Don't forget to subscribe, follow, or download Taking Care in Business wherever you get our podcasts. If you love Taking Care in Business, give us a five-star rating and leave a review or share this episode on your social media. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Taking Care in Biz, B-I-Z. If you have questions or comments, you can also email us at info at takingcareinbusiness.com. Thank you for joining us today, and until next time, Take, Take care, care in, in business. business.